It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I recently had a student talk to me and he said, Lee, he says, I love your podcast, which I said, thank you. He says, but I was having trouble finding information on a specific topic. I said, all right, what topic was it? We'll record one for you. He says, the Daily Stand-Up. And that was when it hit me. I was like... Oh, I suppose that if you're looking for information about the meeting, the Daily Scrum, and you're on the Daily Stand-Up podcast, that doing a search for the Daily Stand-Up might return infinite results because, well, every single episode includes the Daily Stand-Up because, well, it's the Daily Stand-Up podcast. So I thought that I would title one, and I know I've done, I've done one of these before, but we're, we're going to revisit it. So I, I want to title one, The Daily Scrum and How to Have an daily scrum, right? And this is one that's near and dear to my heart because I am a firm believer that if you get this meeting right, if you get the daily scrum right, that all the other meetings kind of fall into place. So I'm going to walk you through a set of guidelines pretty quickly here about why or how we make the daily stand up the best it can be and why it's so critical. So let's jump right in. So right out of the gate, I have a set of rules, or I don't want to necessarily call them rules, but guidelines that will help you have an effective daily stand-up. Now, these are a combination from when I first took this class from Ken Schwaber and I was certified. So uh, it's it's his rules with a little Agile Dad touch or spin on some of them to help them be even more incredible, more effective, or even addendum to uh, what was here. So I'm not taking away from what Ken offered, but I'm adding a little more clarification, clarity, and a little more depth. So let's start with the first one. Now, your daily stand-up meeting or your daily scrum meeting should always be 15 minutes or less. Always, 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 no matter what, period. Uh, in fact, I often say 30 seconds per person, not to exceed 15 minutes. What most people don't realize is that it's the scrum master who makes this meeting unbearable. When they come in with their glitter jacket and their bedazzled microphone, and hey, welcome to Red Daily Stand-Up. We're so glad you're here today. So, Michael, tell me what you work on yesterday. And what are you working on today? And do you have any impediments? Our next guest is Jennifer. You know, I mean, by the time they do all of this fanfare, the meeting might as well be over because the Scrum Master talks for almost an entire 15 minutes. In my world, the Scrum Master should say all but about five words. Let's get started. And then thanks at the end. And that's about it, right? They don't even need five words. So the scrum master should have a minimal role in facilitating and helping make sure that everyone in the meeting understands the intent and purpose of the meeting and that we're staying on track. Okay, next, same time, same place, same Zoom or Teams link every day. Uh, I don't want this to turn into uh, where's the meeting today kind of thing. The truth is anyone is invited to this meeting. So if anyone can come, then we want to make sure we have a heartbeat and we're doing it consistently in the same place and that people don't have to search for the right link and things along those lines. Now, many people throw this rule out there. They call it no problem solving. I've been in many, many environments where this scrum master, will, oh, oh, let's take that offline. And what ends up happening is every time they say that they're creating another meeting. And I don't think they realize that. But the last thing any team member wants is another meeting. So for me, I say problem solving is okay as long as it takes 30 seconds or less. If it takes more than 30 seconds to solve the problem, you should take it offline. But if it can be something that's resolved in 30 seconds or less, don't force another meeting. Just get it resolved right now. You know, this isn't giving people license to talk forever, but it's giving people license to say, hey, if there's a quick solution, let's make sure it's in place and let's get it solved. 
The next one, no electronics of any kind. These are a distraction. Now, if you are doing this online, which many of you are, uh, I get the question often, should I throw Jira on the screen and put up the daily stand-up board? I mean, that's what it's for, right? And my answer is that is what it's for, but you shouldn't do it. And people are like, why? I'm like, well, you know, what most people don't realize is that when you put something on a screen and show people, you know, oh, let's put this on a screen and you start displaying it that way. And you ask the first person, what, you know, what's going on in their life or they report. And then the third person reports. You go back to the first person and or you go to the third person and ask them, what did the first person say? And they'll have no idea because they, oh, I'm sorry. I was just looking at Jira. I just hear this all the time. So you want to make sure you're not using electronics of any kind. Uh, and that means there should be no output to this meeting, right? Which leads me to no pen or paper or notepad to record or whatever or device to record. We should not be recording this meeting. There's no output. There's no report outs. And this is why everyone's invited. If they want to learn more, they can attend. But the meeting is not intended to be a status report. The meeting is intended to be an accountability meeting where team members talk to each other, make sure they're working on things that contribute to their sprint goal, and help uplift each other and support each other to get the work done. Uh, I usually create a set of team rules, much like the ones I'm going through with you here, or guidelines, and I make sure everyone knows that these are clearly posted somewhere online or in a room if we're doing this live and in person. Here's a big one. Do not be late to my meeting. In most circumstances, if I'm your coach, if you're late to my meeting, I'll charge a dollar a minute if you're late, 20 bucks if you missed the whole meeting. If you bring electronics, it's $5 for a first offense, $20 for a second offense, $100 for a third offense. Trust me, when someone sees someone get billed for 100 bucks, no one brings electronics again, right? It's just one of these things where we need to have respect for each other. Now, you don't have to use that same guideline. It's just the one I use because it's kind of fun and, and it helps people. Now, you're probably wondering where the money goes. Uh, fines go to a reputable charity. So the team fund, slush fund, donut fund, or team entertainment fund, those are not reputable charities. I had the team select a different charity each quarter, and we've done some pretty cool charities over the years, but I want it to be a charity that's you know, publicly recognized and something that everyone supports. Uh, I did have one situation where there's a young lady on a team named Charity, and she was all smiles. So what's going on? She says, well, I'm just happy because I get all the money. I said, no, sweetie. I said, you're not reputable. So if anyone on the team is named Charity, I always jokingly say, make sure that person's reputable. Uh, the team should always stand and they should always be in a circle. Even on remote calls, I have my team stand. And yes, camera on is a thing if we're doing this remote. And the reason why is because I want to see if anyone's having a good hair day, a bad hair day, hair day, a skin blemish. No, I'm kidding. The real reason why is because I think that when we take the time to turn on our cameras and to acknowledge each other, that there's something to be said for body language. I've been in many meetings where I heard someone say something, but I couldn't read their body language and I didn't know whether it was serious or not. This lets us know exactly where people stand. So why do we stand? Because it makes the meeting go faster. Now I had someone petition and say, we don't want to stand. I said, fine, if you want to do plank, we can do plank instead. That team finally decided to stand. Uh, why a circle? Because you could see everyone face to face, nights at a round table rule, everyone's equal in a circle. But if you're doing this remote, I think standing still increases your energy and it gets you out of a meeting faster and it helps blood flow to your brain so you can recall things easier. Lots of good reasons to stand. Uh, visitors are allowed to come in, but they're not allowed to participate. So they can stand outside of the circle of trust if it's a live meeting or they can attend the meeting online, but they're not allowed to participate. 
They're asked to follow all the same rules as the people in a room. So they're not allowed to bring electronics or come late and all that good stuff. They're petitioned to follow all the same guidelines. And we always, always, always end this meeting on time. Now, these are some pretty easy guidelines to follow, but I want to talk to you quickly about three questions. So there are three questions that happen and everyone's like, oh, we know them. What did you do yesterday? What are you doing today? And do you have any impediments? Those three questions are a little bit old and outdated. So I've, I've helped with, with some help of some strong agile influence and coach, including some founders of agile, uh, I've come back and started asking three different questions. So instead of what did you do yesterday or what did you complete yesterday? I ask what items did you commit to do yesterday? And did you finish those items? So someone can say yesterday, I planned on doing these things. I didn't get to them, but instead I did this. That just feels better so that we know where people stand. Instead of what do you plan on doing today? How about what do you commit to complete today? Today I commit to finishing these things. Today I'm going to try to finish the things I didn't get to yesterday, right? That kind of thing. And then the third question is, do you have any impediments? But instead of do you have any impediments, I prefer to ask the question, and I don't ask this out loud, obviously. I ask people to consider this. If you have an impediment, why do you wait until now to tell us about it? Why didn't you tell us about it when it happened? Because what I've found is lots of teams and organizations will wait until the last minute to discuss impediments. They'll wait until it's way too late and uh, they end up in a debacle. So, you know, instead of waiting and delaying to talk about what's wrong, the second it's wrong, you should talk about it. And if we need to give a quick update in this meeting, this meeting is intended for that purpose. So what I can promise you is if you follow these guidelines, that your meeting will be much faster than it was before. Now, one of the other challenges and much more, uh, you know, you get better information. It'll, it'll be much more effective. Now, one of the things that I get challenged on sometimes is 30 seconds is just so fast. And that's where I challenge people to sit still for 30 seconds and try to talk about a topic that's important to you for 30 seconds straight. What you'll quickly discover is 30 seconds feels like an eternity. 30 seconds is a long time. So don't be afraid to give this a shot. And if you're in an organization where you have to incrementally roll it in, incrementally roll it in. But what I can assure you is that if you follow these guidelines and use these three questions, that it's going to help you speed things up. It's going to help you get the right results. It's going to help you get the right questions answered. And it's going to help the team have confidence in their ability to finish things within the sprint because they're going to have solid reporting structure on everything that's going on. And they're all going to maintain stability and be on the same page. So that's going to do it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a topic you want us to discuss, feel free to reach out. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to hear from you. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care. 